Hello everyone and welcome to Sagab. This is your host, Badr Amin, author of the book, Happy Life, Summarized Guide and Habits to Self-Development. In this podcast, we aim to find common habits of people in different industries, such as but not limited to, sports, investing, and business. By identifying their mental and practical habits, routines, and recommendations for you as a listener to be able to integrate it to your own life. Thus, the podcast will hopefully help you identify what are the common essentials that contribute significantly and maximize their performance, regardless of the industry. The podcast is divided into two parts, where the guests will talk about the mental practices, self-talk, and who is successful to them, whereas the other part is more into the practical habits and routines integrated into their daily life and the recommendations for the listener. So, please enjoy and take notes. Our guest is Rashid al founder and CEO of Kafu, an on-demand fuel delivery and vehicle services platform. Going by the mantra, a better way to do things, they offer refuel on-demand, convenient services such as car wash, batteries, and more. They were ranked first by LinkedIn top startups in the UAE and were awarded numerous golf sustainability and CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility Awards, among others. You can find Rashid on Instagram at MyCafu, which is M-Y-C-A-F-U. I would like to thank Rashid for being part of this podcast. And without further ado, let's dive in. Rashid, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Vedar. So the first couple of questions are intended to prime your mood. And the reason I say that is uh, when I ask what is your one to three most gifted books, channels or shows that you recommend is to try and figure out what are the some of the knowledge that you intentionally consume and what are some of these that you would recommend to others? So in terms of books, I would highly recommend uh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he comes from a concept of pioneering, choosing a new future rather than the uh, beaten track. And he talks about a concept which is competition is for losers and a way to sort of set a different product and a different sort of business concept than the, than the ones which are usually out there. Um, and Peter Thiel is a, is a, is a, is a famous um, co-founder of PayPal. He has set up different sort of tech uh, companies, and I would highly recommend uh, that book. I would also recommend The Curve Ahead, which has inspired me many times, and I start to see every, everything in my life as The Curve Ahead. Uh, where it describes uh, different concepts which uh, focuses on basically that everything in life has an S-curve and uh, and it's uh, all what we have to do is identify our own S-curves and how to expand them, ext- stretch them and uh, install new S-curves. So those are two highly recommended books. Of course, there are many others. I do also uh, yeah, watch a lot of you know YouTube and there's a lot of good content on YouTube A16Z, for example, uh, Anderson Hortz um, is a good channel for founders and and, and entrepreneurs to to look at. Um, And there are plenty of other ones also out there. Yeah, I remember reading the Zero to One book, which he was mentioning that you should have 10 times more value to the existing business, if I'm remembering correctly, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, and they have the market differentiation concept if you're going to do your business. Rashid, who is considered successful to you and why? Well, I like to see 
more pioneers, and I would like to see more pioneers in this region. Um, I get inspired by the people who first, you know, invent something and then they are able to prove that is a good invention for human beings. And typically we see that is coming from a certain region uh, globally. And uh, I would like to see more of those pioneering uh, individuals within the region. Hmm. What would you do to help these pioneers, for example, to help them or to have more of these pioneers? I would say, you know, at times we need to um, think differently. Um, Think um, really what is the purpose of doing any business? Uh, What are we trying to achieve out of that? Um, Again, there is a good book which which talks about um, Start With The Why. By Simon Sinek. By Simon Sinek, yeah. And it basically, you know, it puts a purpose for everything in your life. And I think it's that moment when you realize your purpose, you know what you're trying to sort of achieve. I think at many times it's a, it's an animal instinct within us as humans to follow others. Hmm. Um, I think when we are able to realize and break that habit, we can achieve tremendous different things. That's the concept which I would highly recommend people to, to look at and, uh, and to start to practice. Is there an advice you remind yourself with and why? I think, again, as, as human beings, we always you know have enough doubts within us. I think it's when we are able to address our doubts internally, we become more capable of achieving whatever we, we uh, intend to achieve, uh, whether it's in business or it's at home or it's personal. So I think, you know, if you know what are your doubts internally and you are able to sort of address it, you will be able to overcome any challenges in life. Would that mean uh, addressing the fears and then once you address it, it's like half of the problem is solved in that way? That's correct, yeah. You mentioned that you should look into the purpose. So what helped you identify your purpose? I think, you know, all of us have to go through that phase in life. I'm 38 years old today and, uh, you know, it's... um, you, you need to go through, a, you know, different events in your life to be able to come to a shock and a shocking moment that, you know, displaces you, discomforts you to be able to then look for your purpose. I think it's a, you know, you will always try to look for your purpose and it, the, the purpose keeps on changing also during your life stages. For me, it was mainly on loss. When you lose somebody close to you, that's the moment of finding a purpose and and thinking life is too short. And that's, you know, that makes life more meaningful. Was that like a wake-up call? Yes, it's a, it's definitely a wake-up call. How thoughts, self-talk, and past experiences are shaping your perception? Would you revisit these thoughts in any category? And you mentioned that uh, you'd like to have some pioneers as successful people. Let's say, would you have different categories in your life that you would set, okay, if I am successful or if I'm unsuccessful in a certain category, would you address that specific category and then you, you would say, let's try it again? I mean, in business, at some point you would have to keep trying or either you'll pivot or you're gonna try different ways. So would you do that with your own personal life, for instance? Yes, definitely. I mean, success is not a straight line. You know, we all want to be successful, but it's uh, it's the amount of failures which will get you to, to more success. The more you fail, 
The quicker you realize your failure, the quicker you address your failure, the quicker you will be able to see success. And again, success is a very temporary measure. I can be successful today, but in 10 years' time, I'm not successful. Um, so it's always to strive for that, always becoming better on a daily basis. So it's, it's more challenging yourself rather than challenging anyone else. And I come also from a school of thought which says, you know, we are all unique. There's nobody who's better than the other. It's only when you realize what is your strength and what are you good at and what are you not good at, then you are able to sort of uh, become a better person and uh, become a high achiever, etc. Okay, and uh, let's say in terms of self-talk or these thoughts and the things that you're not good at, how would you address them, for example? So I think... You know, first we need to identify really what we are not good at and we need to face it. We need to be, you know, brave enough to to address it with our own selves. Everybody has doubts. Everybody has doubts within their system. There's nothing wrong about that. Uh, what's wrong is if you let your fear control you rather than you control your fear. I have seen many times, you know, days where I didn't know whether I will be able to come out of a problem. But today, when I look backwards, uh, you know, I see oh, that was a big problem. I was never able to think that I could, you know, pass it. So I think, you know, over time, every person will realize what is their strength and what is their weakness. I think we need to become more honest about it. Um, we need to, you know, get support uh, if that is a severe sort of... And it's okay to, to ask for that because there's nobody who is perfect. You know, we are all... Uh, learning along the way and we are all weak at moments of time and moments of life and you know it's uh, it's the belief to to sort of come out of that what thoughts dominate your mind on life do you say to yourself life is hard or life is easy i say life is a puzzle and we need to solve a puzzle here and it's always i would say problem solving but it's more about you know Every moment, every event is is a, is a problem solving, um, or we need to make the most out of that moment and that event or that uh, you know that that year or that period of time. Uh, it's always you know there is always a good uh, thing within that. Um, again, you know in our culture we are sort of uh, always given the point that there's whatever happens to you is the for the best of you and that's a belief of destiny and belief of faith and etc would you say or do you believe that you can always work for the best and you'd get it i say nothing is impossible i come from a school of thought again which says you know impossible impossible starts from your mind and that's the the, the, the place which you need to address first if i say this is possible i'll make it possible and your whole body, everything within you will make that work out. And if you say impossible, then you will not function. Your muscle will not function. Your uh, Everything within your system will just try to block it down and make it not work. With what thoughts do you start an endeavor? And is there any questions that you would ask yourself to assess the endeavor? So I would say, you know, life is short. Is that something worth I spent my time on? We can spend time on anything. We have the choice to spend it on something meaningless or something meaningful. That's the choice which we can make. And I think, you know, in a hundred years from now, everybody on this earth is going to be dead. It's only the people who have accomplished something and have an impact 
we'll leave something behind. We'll leave a legacy behind. So this is, in a sense, um, to see how would you try to achieve goals from the set of the mindset. Would you practice prayer and or meditation or visualization that will help you in achieving goals? It could be on, bus- on a business level or on a personal level or even, let's say, community level, anything that you would do to mentally prepare yourself? Yes, definitely. I mean, faith has a huge driver in my life. I know, you know, different people have different sorts of drivers for them, but faith is definitely something which takes a core place within within my soul. And, and that's the, you know, that's the, 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 the main driver to it. So when you start a day with a prayer, you, you feel good about whatever will happen to you during the day, whether it's good or bad, because that bad is temporary. And it might be after some time, you discover that that, that bad thing that happened to you is for a good reason, because it could have been even worse. So I think when you start with your mind set on faith and you always look for the good thing out of it and you know definitely that gives you the courage to to go out there and to take risk and and set your good intentions within yourself to be good for for yourself and for the people around you and for the city you live in and for the greater planet right and let's say if you would take it in a sense of I would, for example, pray or anything that you would do to help you the achieving goals. Is the praying the actual drive or the motivation that would help you achieving goals or would you write them off or how I mean, do you do I mean, I have seen, you know, that works in two ways, you know, in a, in a bad event, you know, achieving a goal can sometimes be also, you know, along the way you, you stumble on something and you fall down and... You know, prayer does help a lot to 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 rest that. You know that uh, it's going to work out some way or somehow, um, and that there are greater powers which will take care of yourself to achieve that goal. And if that goal is meant to be good for you, also, and and many times I've seen that, you know, setting goals that were not meant to be, you know, or that that, that, that did not get realized, that, that have been better for me. Uh, that it did not, uh, you know, get realized. So I think, you know, everybody has their own sort of beliefs and concepts. Uh, I mean, at least for me, that helped a lot. How would you accept that, let's say, if you had a goal and it wasn't materialized or realized since we said or you said that you have to start with your mind whether it's possible or impossible. Which goals would you say, let's kill that project or let's kill that goal and it's not meant for me? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's very subjective to the scenario and situation. But um, but I think, you know, I have failed many times in life. I think there's nothing wrong in, in failure as far as you don't do that same failure again and uh, learn from that failure. So I think it's a, it's an ever-evolving sort of work that needs to, to, to happen. Um, it's the realization of what really went wrong in that. And it's being open-minded to other concepts or other ways of solving an issue or other sort of, you know, technologies or other concepts that may, that will eventually make it work out. I look at myself in terms of, you know, the last 15 to 20 years, it has always been evolving and, and, and improving. You know, my skill sets have always been improving. Um, and I think 
it's, it will keep on evolving. What repeated tasks or steps you intentionally do as a ritual or routine to cultivate focus and productivity or goal manifestation? I think, you know, reading is, is a good sort of skill to have and, and especially re- reading those, you know, some of those lateral thinking, uh, you know, books or, or, or concepts that are out there that opens our minds uh, into different concepts. Um, that has really helped my imagination, have helped me put some context to, to what I'm doing. That definitely helped. You know, different lifestyle things like working out is good, you know, walking, uh, you know, especially in the evening is really, you know, helped my stress level to come into a level sometimes. Sometimes I can't go to sleep when I have, uh, you know, a certain amount of stress in my uh, in my work life. That walking really helped me uh, I think also, you know, the type of food you end up taking is what you become also. It's the quality of food you end up taking. I don't think anyone who can afford to sort of have a good meal or a good sort of should not have that. And I think you are what you eat at the end of the day. And a lot of people don't see it that way. Before we start the podcast, you mentioned that when you do, or let's say now we can measure productivity based on tasks. Right. And would you measure your own productivity based on a specific timing that you'd say, I as a Rashid am more productive in the morning and then I'm more creative, let's say, at other timings? Would you have those things in mind in a sense that if I do a specific task at a specific timing, I know I'm very focused and I need to be in a specific setting, for example, that will help me be in my best performance. I think uh, better sleeping and sleeping, having quality sleep uh, does really affect our moods and does really affect on the performance. I've noticed that, you know, when I go to bed early at 9.30, 9 o'clock or even 10 o'clock at maximum, I wake up early, I have a very energetic morning and I find it very useful. I find it very difficult at times when I skip that timing and start to sleep a bit late. I wake up early or even wake up late that I didn't have a quality sleep that affects even my decision, my mood during work, my performance. And I found it also that if I skip one day and have a late night, that it affects me even if I have, you know, the second day or the third day better sleep, that still, that, that you know, lag is still there. So I think, you know, one thing which I've, I see also within, within this region is people tend to sort of be awake at night and sleep in the morning. And that really affects our productivity, our minds, our... So I think that is very important for us to sort of realize. Would you have environmental cues to prime you for performance and productivity, such as having written statements or images to remind you why you're doing certain things? I think sometimes if you have a big catastrophe in your life or a big problem in your life, that itself will put you on track to be able to solve it. So it's the, sometimes it's the reaction creates a counter reaction to it. So sometimes a bad reaction within your life will create a counter reaction that will put you back in the, on, the, on the right track in the complete other extreme. 
So I would say sometimes having a very bad thing happen in your life could be the best thing that ever happened to you. So it's like a pendulum, you know, when it hits one, uh, one extreme, it will flow back to the other extreme. And that's, that's a way where, you know, having a problem or a big sort of problem in your life or a catastrophe in your life. Um, and I've seen it, or, you know, I've seen it with some people around me who, for example, went through cancer and they were able to recover. But that cancer, which was very bad in their life, had made them realize what life is, how precious is life. And that put them under a completely different lifestyle that, you know, that, that made them a better person. What beliefs, habits, and behaviors or practices adopted recently improved your life greatly? Patience is a good thing, you know. Sometimes we are, you know, living in a very fast world. We are not patient to sort of wait for things to happen the way it was meant to happen for you. So that is, you know, a good habit for us to sort of realize that, you know, some things might require some time and we need to sort of give that time. But that means also persistence and consistency in terms of, you know, trying to sort of get to wherever we want to sort of get. Again, it goes back to the failure and success, failure and success, and and, and, and being adamant about making it happen. Um, I think, you know, many people will, will find themselves kind of lost when they're not hungry enough. And, but when you are hungry, you will keep on sort of trying to find uh, that, that, you know, that purpose or that. Uh, and sometimes, you know, you will be hungry for a very long time and you need to be patient about it. And you need to sort of continuously sort of go for trying to, to you know, to, to, to satisfy you. And if you get satisfied, get hungry again. And you should always stay in that hungry mood because whenever you relax, that's a moment of, you know, falling behind the cliff or falling down the cliff. Interesting. We mentioned failures a lot. And when they hit, what steps are taken? And if it helps, what questions do you ask yourself? You know, I've seen at times when, when failure happens, we need to take a moment and realize that without taking any reaction towards the situation. When we go quiet, we start to talk to ourselves and to start to think. And in many times, I think delaying a decision, if you can afford to sort of delay a decision, that's a good thing. Consulting within a smaller team, you know, or, or a group of people around you will also help. Um, I always think that, you know, uh, three minds are better than one mind or one, you know, one brain. Yeah, you know, it's it's always better to have that, especially if they if they are meant for good for you. You know, uh, whether it's family members or friends or colleagues at work that are truly sort of honestly want good for you. What three concepts, beliefs, and habits should others adopt? I think you know. Um, Today, we live in a world where everything is connected and whatever we want to learn, you know, it's out there on YouTube, it's out there on Google, we can find it, we can search it, we can... I think we should always be curious um, as people. We shouldn't sort of 
stop uh, that curiosity. Uh, curiosity in a good way, in a scientific way, I'm, I'm talking. Um, and that, you know, will always progress, uh, you know, a society or a family or, or a business to become better at. I think that we should do something and try to be the best at or not to do it at all. And that's just an advice for anyone out there. If you don't, you know, if you don't, if you're not passionate about it, we shouldn't be doing it at all. If fans would want to copy your footsteps, where should they start? I think they should start where I've ended. You know, I think that's an easy concept, which is, you know, we have evolved as human beings. And, you know, why do we have to go, you know, and reinvent the wheel when we can start where we have ended? And I see, you know, I, I really do that when in my business, I try to do it within my family. I try to sort of learn from people who are at 90 and 80 and see what they have gone through and learn from them. Listening is a good thing, you know, when we listen and observe, we, we take more than we give. And I think sometimes living in a society where people talk more than what they know is dangerous. And it can sort of put a person in a, in a wrong, uh, you know, context or in a wrong sort of box and they never learn from, from others. I, I think, you know, learning from others, starting from where they have ended is something that is... Uh, that is wiseful to do. So would you say getting advice from others or learning from others and following, not following, um, continuing what they have started is something that they should do? Yeah? Yes. I have been lucky enough to be the youngest boy in class, in kindergarten, in high school, in the university. Um, I've graduated from university at 20 years old, when I was 20 years old. And, uh, and I, I think, you know, I've always been in a group who is older than myself, uh, been in boards where I've been the youngest boy in the, in the boardroom. And I've seen and learned a lot from that, you know, seeing, you know, the right thing happening and the wrong thing happening and observing from that and, you know, avoiding those mistakes or copying the right things uh, or the right habits or the right. And I think, you know, that's the easiest shortcut we can ever take in life is to avoid, uh, you know, someone's mistake and copy someone's success. And that's, that's a life shortcut that uh, we all have the option to take. Okay. And would you say that uh, the S-curve or continuing from where you have ended is related to the S-curve that you have mentioned? I think, again, depends on how do you put that, uh, you know, that S-curve. is. Do you put it in your life? If you put it in your life, then we all start from that one dot being a baby and crawling and slowly, slowly sort of walking and then running and then, you know, hitting in our 20s and 30s when we are like at our peak and then things start to slow, uh, plateau and slow down. And I think to me, it's more about, you know, stretching that and that's that's to make the best out of it um, of our S curves, but I think you know we can also see other people's S curves and try to sort of you know connect the dots there and see if that becomes applicable to us. I really think that you know anyone younger than me have the option to avoid my mistakes uh, and to become better, and that's how you know anyone can become better than the, the previous generation. And I think, you know, it's our generation when we went and, and disrupted a lot of things, you know, out there. Uh, 
we question why things are happening this way and why it shouldn't be happening in a better way. Um, you know, I think us as a generation, we are more conscious about our environment and we want to sort of, you know, address that and, you know, not do the previous generation's mistakes in terms of the environment which we live in, in terms of the society we live in and, you know, and become a better generation than the previous one. All right, Rashid, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you uh, for being here. It was a pleasure listening to you. Thank you so much, brother. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.